back anymore. Yeah, which is good. Were you really in Lebanon or something? Where did you? No, 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 no. My life isn't that, that interesting. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, it, I sounded like a foreign correspondent. Yes, I, you I, did. Yeah, I was. So I was playing. <laughs> but we don't speak that often. So I was. Yeah. I was like, is he really in Beirut or wherever yeah. you said you were? I'm in yeah. Beirut. <laughs> and I'm feeling fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I um I, I I came back from from the conference where I was actually uh, asked about this very show. Hey, uh, what conference? I don't know the, the what's the backstory. Oh, what do you do? We don't really know each other very well. It's a it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a business industry conference, uh, and uh, I was asked what the show is about, and you know I probably could have read the preamble that we'd sort of designed for Facebook a little while ago, but I just said it was about guys being dudes. <laughs> Just, just lads. That's every podcast. Lads, yeah. chats. Oh, we did yeah. it. Yeah. Do, do you know the story? Do you know, do you know the That's famous, true. the famous story about the pitch of that movie, um, Twins, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? I uh, no. Great film. The famous story is that the producer or director, whoever it was that was pitching it to the studio, walked into the board meeting and said, "Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, twins." <laughs> <laughs> and they went, yep. All right. So, so less is more, I think might be the... Well, not, not, I mean, your I explanation pl- explains it, but I'm just saying... Yeah. Well, I think we've got to strike a balance. Let's, you know? let's, uh, let's, let's introduce our host. We are with... Uh, we are... Guest, we, yeah, we, I'll host it. You guys can yeah. do this. <laughs> We're with our, our host, Zanon Shirley, <laughs> a.k.a. The Tongue, uh, rapper, teacher, educator... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. I've, I've done four albums and now I'm a history teacher. And uh, before, before, in between those things, I was um, uh, selling wine. Oh, yeah. And well, I was also used to be a host on Triple J for a while. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to sell wine together. Correct. Yeah. 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 Like did you get on the top sales list ever? How did you go with that? Yeah, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I wasn't very good. Do you, well, one thing, one thing I remember from that job is they taught us all these Jedi mind tricks. So we were selling wine over the phone, but it wasn't... It, well, it was kind of sometimes cold calling, right? But most of the time, they had at least signed up. Yeah, there was, uh, there was like, the a, a, like a warm call list where like they bought often and then there was like a sort of like less warm calls and they like buy like less often. And then there was yeah. like basically cold calling, like... People that had like cancelled their subscriptions, but you'd call them anyway and ask them to come back. Yeah. Sometimes that was awkward. You'd call someone and be like, hi, is is John there? And the wife would be like, he died two weeks ago. Of liver cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you killed him. You bastard. Um, but yeah, I remember one of the first mind tricks they taught me, which has always stuck with me, was they say, you know, you talk to someone about the case of wine. You get them to the point where they say, yes, I want to buy the wine. Then you say... How many cases should I put you down for? Do they teach you that? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which automatically, very subtly in their mind, normalizes the idea of purchasing of more than one. Multiple cases, right? Twelve bottle <laughs> twelve bottle cases yeah. in a split second normalizes the idea of going, oh, three, please. Yeah. So yeah. You got that's a totally six bottles of wine in your house. Yeah, that's a totally normal thing to do. Is have like hundreds of bottles of wine in your house. It's not problematic at all. No, it's fine. Yeah, correct. <laughs> it's 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 fine. Yeah. That is not a joke. It's normal. 
Yeah. I, yeah. You know, we all get sad sometimes. We certainly. And what always fixes that is 36 <laughs> bottles of wine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was a weird job. It was that, a weird job. But for those listening who think we're losers because we sold wine, let me tell you a few things about this job. We worked four-hour shifts. Do you remember that? Yeah. Four till eight was my shift. Yeah. 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So yeah. I could go out every night of the week, yeah. turn up to work, bang out for four hours, drink, sit, have strong coffee before you go in, bang out sales for four hours, go out again the next night. And then we also had the quote-unquote educational case. Oh, yeah. A case what? of mixed... Yeah, every month. Every every freaking month. Yeah. So we became alcoholics too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and like so that. Well, they had prizes <laughs> as well. They had prizes like once I, I won a um I won like a really fancy carafe. There you go. <laughs> yeah, which was I good. went to the Barossa Valley and the Yarra Valley. Yeah, right. There's prizes well, through there. Really? Yeah, you yeah. were really good from memory. You were really I good. I used the Jedi mind tricks. Yeah, well see, like I I used to I think I might have mentioned this on the on this podcast before but i you i um i used to work when i was like 19 before i had any self-awareness um telling me that i shouldn't be really confident about saying shit to Mm. people Mm. and i worked for westpac selling life insurance oh my god and i was fucking amazing at it yeah like it paid for me to like move to london wow and was it were those cold, cold calls uh, mostly, if so, you're a fucking. That's incredible. Dude. Mo- they mostly were like I think it was. A b- it was about the same ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so hang on. So can you give me a quick example of like what's your opener there? Uh, well, look. Hello. Uh, no, no. This, all right. So, so it's like, like almost 15 years ago now. So right. Yeah, it's like probably about 15 years ago. I did this job, but but how do you know? Uh, so 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 basically, you you are calling existing Westpac customers. Yeah. And you're. You're, 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 you're saying, Dude, thank you. Hi, I'm calling from Westpac, blah, 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 whatever. The, it was called Future Cover, I think. Um, That's uh, better uh, than Death Cover. This is not, this is not a, an endorsement of any product. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and, and, and my pitch essentially was, um, you know, now, do you have any kids, Mr. Shirley? <laughs> yeah, I have one son. Oh, that's fantastic. And, um, you know. And uh, it says here you've got got a mortgage with Westpac. Um, now, look, we we all want the best for our families, and you know, heaven forbid anything should happen. Mm-hmm. But what if you know one day something was to happen to you? And well, I've got you know, get what's in the will, wouldn't he? Yeah, but which isn't the, much because yeah. of the mortgage. <laughs> yeah, and so what about the mortgage? Well, you know, I'm paying it off. I'll get there. But Chipping away each year. Yeah, and then it was like, so it went like down the... So, so you pay on his terror, basically, that he would leave that, his son destitute. destitute. Yeah. <laughs> and I was fucking oh, amazing she, at it. That been your opener. One word for you, Mr. Shirley, destitute. <laughs> That's what you your son's going to be. Toothless, homeless son. Because you were too stupid to buy the insurance from me in this phone call, yeah. Mr. Shirley. Well, like... And I, then he flips the table because he's failed the void comp test. Yeah, he doesn't want to get the doesn't want to get the life insurance. Well, can I ask what your target was? Like, how many uh, packages of insurance were you selling a day? Or okay, so the target for everybody on like on the campaign was like two a day, and I was getting eight or nine a day. Out of how many calls? Probably about like connections. Probably about fifty. 60. You must have got a lot of hang-ups, right? A lot of people going no. Heaps of hang-ups. I bet it was like, but. 
I don't know. I I was just really bullish and really kind of like fearless. And it was like, and that was something which I had since lost. I think like, you know, life had gotten to me by the point I started working selling wine because I was like, right. I'm not going to fucking make these people think they need this. <laughs> everyone loves wine though. Not everyone loves uh, life insurance. Life insurance. <laughs> yeah, destitute every, everybody loves their kids. Right. And that's what it all But what if they didn't have the kid? What would you say then? No, you'd... Well, you just, what, I, what if it's a gay dude? Or something? Like, how, would you, what, how would you alter your pitch? I sold, I, I sold life insurance to like 19-year-olds. Fucking hell. Yeah, because they were just and how fucking much, stupid. How and much does the bank get? How much money did, did the bank get like per policy? Well, if the 19-year-old says, yes, give me life insurance, what do they do? Give you a credit card number and the bank goes, cha-ching, 30 grand? Like how does it... No, the, so they pay... They, a monthly... It's like a monthly plan. Right. Yeah, so like... And you do like a medical test over the phone. So it's like if you're, you know, based on your age, whether you're a smoker or not, whether you've got a pre-existing... You're asking them the shit over the phone? Yeah, and I'm like Fuck, 19 dude. years old, just like, <laughs> Fuck. like you know, making all this commission, you know. That's more hardcore than rapping, bro, honestly. Yeah, well, it was a hustle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah, anyway. Wow. Yeah. So you are very qualified then to... So hang on, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Oh I'm not, I, have now, I have become the fucking host. Let me ask you this. Yeah. The interviewer has become the host. Yeah. So would you consider that what you did to be... Like, is that an evil neoliberalism product? Or is that, do you think, an actual good service? Because like not everything in capitalism is complete shit, right? Like some decent things have come out of it. Let's be honest. Even if it's 30 decent to 70 horrible and it's destroying the world. Yeah, I know. Of course. I mean, like, you know, like... like, um, And let's be clear. It's destroying the world. Yeah, well, capitalism, you know, but it also, you know, breeds innovation, I I suppose. Yeah, I used to like the Evian sprays. (laughs) (laughs) Just feeling fresh. Yeah. Yeah, But, I mean, there is no innovation in insurance. No, no, but my question was, do you think it's a good product or did you, do you, did you feel then or do you feel now that it was a sort of slightly evil thing to at be pushing? At the time, at the time. Like does a 19 year old need life insurance? At the time, well, I was 19 and I was selling it. Did you at, have it? No. There we no. go. That's fuck the answer. Yeah, there we well, go. Well, well, I, I was like, all I was interested in when I was 19 was I was I was like somewhat interested in politics, but I was mostly interested in like taking drugs and like playing in bands, mm-hmm. and, you know, like she's a means to an end. That was it, you know. Yeah. Like I has I, much changed. <laughs> yeah, heaps. So we're here with Zanon, and um, I think one of the things that we. Well, actually, there there is another thing that we did discuss before, but Jasper forgot to record it, which is really annoying because I had this great bit where I said that Shakespeare was the first white rapper, and it was it was like it was just oh, you should have been there. Um, but we, I think, the first thing we should probably cover mm. as people, the three of us who have all uh, done musical things over the years. Um, is that this week uh, the, uh, the the lockouts ended? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah! King is gone. Oh, we can party again. 
<laughs> well, I I would actually have maybe <laughs> I might have the argument that that partying became slightly better without the lock with, Ooh, the, with the lockout laws. Just I, coming straight I, in with a controversial uh, yeah, take. Yeah, only in the sense that it led to some good warehouse parties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which are better? You can smoke weed at warehouse parties. You yeah, can. No you don't have to fucking. Bouncers at it, well, mm. maybe one friendly bouncer yeah. who himself is on drugs, yeah. um, and often quite good music, and you know, yeah, and you don't have to. You can have conversations with people because you can take them from the dance floor to somewhere less, yeah, uh, noisy. Exactly. Yeah, I, I would, uh, I would agree with that, um, but I also think that we should have a choice between. I, I think, and- I think, and it might be a controversial opinion. But I, I'm really glad the lockout laws are going away because it means that all those fucking whiny inner city fucking yuppie cunts. All right, fuck who- off. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this from Surrey Hills. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who acted as if like nightlife and like any kind of like uh, cultural activity in Sydney was deemed completely existent, uh, extinct um, from the lockout laws happening. Why are you so mean to me? Uh, I'm not talking well, about you. You've always, in, in the last five years since the lockouts came in, you have found a way to go out and have fun, haven't you, Alex? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, 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 find, a, I find a way to go out and just be scared yeah. all the time. Yeah. We did lose like 190 venues though, right? I think that was what people were concerned about. I mean, yeah. I was glad that I was phasing out of music. For those who aren't aware of my uh, music, my last album was 2015. So mm. I think the lockout laws were... 14. 14, 14 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for me, I was kind of glad in a way that I was chilling with music because just fucking running out of venues, especially if you're like a small to mid-range artist. Mm. You're not packing out the hoard and all selling out the yeah. more. Yeah. Your options for having someone to play a gig, you would be aware as well. Oh, right? like, dude, like... They I, shrink to... Oh, exceptionally. I, close yeah. to nothing. I had my album launch here uh, in September. Before that, I hadn't actually played a gig in Sydney since 2014. Yeah, yeah. Uh... This is what the yuppies may have been uh, but concerned I, I, about. I wasn't really trying. And the other thing, yeah, you though, knew that, mate. Yeah, no, no, but no, but the other thing was, I also am aware that my stock in the music industry isn't particularly high. I'm a fucking, you know, I, I. I but maybe that's because you didn't get to play that one gig in one small venue where a record executive no, saw Jasper and said, no, "Hang but, on, but, but, you're the next big star." No, 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 no. But, but I've been doing music in bands and stuff like that hmm. since I was like fucking eighteen years old. Right. So it's like, at this point, I'm just doing it for myself. I'm not trying to hustle it. I realize there's no money in it. I'd rather just make it for myself at this point. So I wasn't really trying to hustle music. That being said, there was a a situation uh, in like 2016 and I had an album coming out and I had a couple of gigs booked and they both sort of fell through in Sydney and it just made me kind of go, fuck it, I'm moving to Melbourne. And then I was playing Right. And that was really easy. Because they had lockout laws in Melbourne, but then people just said, fuck this. So they had lockout laws in Melbourne in 2008. I was down there with my band, Warhorse, like when they were still around, we were down there touring and like there were lockout... Isn't there another massive band called Warhorse? Isn't there another band? No, Warpaint. You're thinking of Warpaint. Warpaint, sorry. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. 
be thinking. I thought I was going to say you got, you got, you got there first. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> No. So you got there first, but no, you're right. I'm thinking. About I think there's like, if you look up Warhorse on 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 Spotify, I think there's like seven of them. It wasn't a very creative name. Well, this is why I, I, went, this I, why I went with the tongue because there's no any other rappers called the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But Any, sorry, go on. Yeah. Anyway, so like we were down there when we were down there for that. They had the lockouts, and it was, uh, you know, it was an absolute disaster. Like there was fucking like people out in the streets at. You know, two Jasper's Thanksgiving party was a flop. <laughs> bye bye, honey. <laughs> like there were people in the streets. There was like you know people fighting each other in the city. Like, about Melbourne? Yeah, right. in the CBD. And then they were just like, "Well, we're not going to be doing that again." And then they rolled it back. And then they introduced it here. But they did a two-month trial of the lockouts in 2011. Really? Yeah. They did two month trial of it. It was a three AM lockout. In, sorry, we're talking about Melbourne still. No, in Sydney, right. they did a two month trial in twenty eleven, and I think it was. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh, that didn't work." And then they introduced it for real in twenty fourteen, and it was obvious that they were using those dead kids as a way to, you know, shore up fucking property developers. Awesome. Well, the especially, thing, especially it, since dead kids uh, 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 slipped off uh, the proverbial mortal coil at 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, and not in the venue. Yeah, and not yeah. in the venue. I know. It was but such... when dead kids die of pill overdoses, nothing changes, interestingly enough, right? We're not going to bring in pill testing. Uh, yeah, okay, but, no but on pill testing, come on, let's be real. Can we just, can we please be the first ones to fucking say it in oh. like a media context? No know. one I, I does. Know. I don't like where this is No going. one does pills anymore. What's the fucking point of introducing pill testing or cap testing? Any kind. You of... can't do. Well, I mean, cap testing. The idea of caps is that it's pure MDMA. That's like. Well, yeah, but what so, you are testing. Well, hang on. What do you think all the people are dying from in the overdoses at the festivals? They're just taking. Well, I don't know. I don't know. They're dying from pills, bro. But they're dying because they take fucking eight of them, probably. But they're dying I, from pills. I haven't I, I'm seen... Have to, I don't have to agree with my co-host here. Yeah. All right, we're, all right, all right. Come on, can we... Can we maybe it's all because we're old they had a whole we don't know. But like, Inquiry uh, into this. Yeah, but where are you seeing fucking pingers? I haven't seen an old school pinger in fucking bro, 10 we're years. We're in our 30s. We're, we're, we're... <laughs> no, but I would have still seen it. Like, I've, I've, <laughs> I, I will go on record as... Okay, I've done MDMA. This is this is this is Matthew McConaughey and Jay Z conspiracy. Where you're saying is this like Sandy Hook? Where you're saying these kids never actually died? They (laughs) they died, bro. They really died, and they really died of drugs. Uh, The question is whether they were bad drugs or whether the kids, you know, took them because the cops were there or like. No, they were. No, they were just. I know there was one guy took eight pills. They were just de-identified it and folded into the paramilitary unit of the Young Liberals. Well, yeah, look, I, 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 I honestly think it's because the dogs were there. Right, but that's why we're saying there should be pill testing yeah. instead of dogs. That's, yeah, why, that's, why, that, why, that's the argument. They should, well, yeah, bring in pill testing, but I don't think it's going to do much. That's the thing. If you really want to save but people... But they brought so it in like, other countries and they're saying it, that shows it does. At least give them people a chance. Have, have a they chance. brought it in in other countries this while also having dogs? Uh, I don't know. What, I what was the way you hoped? I thought we could just like have like a nice little retrospective. We kind of are yelling. That. We're all yelling. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, like, yeah, like, the, the, why? Why do you always have to do this in front of my friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Anyway, I don't know. I just, I just feel like let's give pill testing a fucking whirl and see if it. Actually, helps, maybe right? let's no. fucking le- decriminalize all drugs. Well, that too. And all right, now I'm back on board. Yeah. But that gets back to getting rid of the dogs because, like in Portugal, right? They just all they did was they shifted the money from enforcing drug laws into rehabilitation. Yes. Same money being spent. Yes. Same number of people. Well, maybe not the exact same number, but people still being employed with government money. But they're trying to help people because they see it as a health issue rather than let's yeah. lock up people or fuck up kids' lives by giving them a police record. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, but the cops they like we have a we have a prison industrial complex in this country which is growing stronger by the yeah. day. Right? Soco, yeah. They want to get people into Yes. the it's uh, a profit to have prisoners, yes. Yeah, and it's a and it's they want people to have criminal records. And that I mean like I work right near Sydney station. Yeah. And every fucking day there are cops there arresting people. With sniffer dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're everywhere. Uh, yeah, there's and they, they they do strip searches there. Apparently, they did a strip search of a girl at Sydenham Station, and there was no, not even a fucking um, screen. There wasn't even a screen. They just made a get behind a fucking like little wall thing, oh, right? Like it. This is it's it. Insane! Like, if you told people that this is what like New South Wales right. is going to be like in fifteen years from now, Australia's become a fascist country. Or if it's not entirely there, I mean, I feel like it has been that way for a while, but I feel like the mask is off now. Like, we, look, look oh, at what's okay. happening with the pro, with the environmental protest. One hundred and fucking fifty billion right? percent. They're gonna, yeah. What they're going to do next is they're going to say Extinction Rebellion are a terrorist group. I'm surprised they haven't already. I'm surprised they haven't already gotten someone in an Extinction Rebellion shirt to blow something up or punch a cop in the face or something, give themselves some justification to do that. But that's what will happen next. Yeah. I promise you that's what will happen next. Yeah, I know. I, I can see it like it's as clear as day that yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And then in one of your other podcasts you were talking about, I think Dutton potentially uh, running for PM, which is actually my prediction also a while ago because I thought, you know what he's going to do? He's going to let ScoMo get in, cop this fucked up recession – get booted out because all Australians care about is money, holy money, and then jump in after that. He knew that ScoMo was basically (laughs) going to um, cop a bullet to the face in the form of um, uh, GFC and the environmental thing. Although I don't know if Dutton will have any ideas on that. I doubt he will. I think Dutton's working for the same, you know, special interests as, you know, everybody else Mm. is. Uh, Morrison is that fucking... Barnaby yeah. is all these cunts, but we, yeah, we don't have a government. We have the illusion of a government. Well, they're they're a, they're a middleman. They're a they're an administrator of of um, yes, which is which is not a government. Like they're not representing the people or doing what's in the best interest of the people. They're representing their donors. So it's a it's a, an illusion of a government. They look like politicians. They're in a parliament house, but they're not doing things. They're, they're for the screws. Advancement. They're screws. They're selling Australia to China. Yeah, they uh, don't give a fuck about the survival now of Australians, which they're just openly happy to do. I mean, like even Labor recently saying uh, fossil fuels done by 2050. It's like, mate, we're barely getting through spring in 2019, and you're saying <laughs> you want to burn fossil fuels for three more fucking decades? Like we will be, you know, as a teacher as well. Like last week, for example, right? The bushfire smoke, we had um, hazardous air quality. We had the worst air quality we've ever had in New South Wales. We were in the top 10 most polluted air in the world last week. The worst ever on record, right? 
So I had this weird day where I was driving into school. I, I coach basketball as well. And um, sometimes we train outdoors. And the New South Wales health people were saying, do not exercise outdoors, anyone, but particularly at-risk people should not exercise outdoors. So if you have asthma or you know, lung or heart conditions or pregnant people or whatever the hell it is, there's no pregnant boys at this school, but there are plenty of guys with asthma. Um, and then the uh, sportsmaster sort of said, oh, well, each, each coach should make their own decisions. And this put me in a weird position of saying, well, either it's safe to breathe the air or it's not. And one of the news articles I read said, breathing the air that day was like smoking 40 cigarettes. So we're already- It felt like it. It did, oh, yeah. right? My eyes were stinging. I don't know how you guys felt, but like my eyes were stinging. I felt dizzy at times. Like it was weird, man. I've never lived this city my whole life. I'm 35. I've never experienced that, let alone multiple days of that. Mm. So I just think that the writing is on the wall um, in terms of where we're headed with this climate shit. If we don't replace Trump- with someone who, because America is about 16% of global emissions, right? Yeah. China's really high too, but the, the weird thing about China is they are actually pumping billions and billions of billions into renewables, partly because, and here comes the history teacher shit, <clears throat> partly because they missed out on the last industrial revolution, mm. right? So the last industrial revolution happened in Europe because the European countries had colonies, the British had colonies, so you get your cheap resources and your cheap slash free labor. Yeah. So that's how you set it up. That's how you're able to have the sort of materials to do it. China did not have that, so they missed out on that. So they've been behind for so long. And what's his name, Xi? Yeah, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. President the Ping? Is that what we, no one calls him President Ping, do they? No, Xi Jinping. Yeah. Oh, that's the surname. Yeah, yeah. Xi Jinping. No, no, Jinping is well. Jinping. Actually, actually, I don't know how how the naming convention works. Whether which is the first. I swear, Trump calls him President Xi. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's his, that's his like. That's his first name, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's his that's his nom de plume. But people don't say Prime Minister Scott. Well, you just no, but Donald. names, yeah, but, names yeah, but, don't work that way. Like they work differently. And oh my god, we, there's going to be some Chinese person listening to this podcast, hopefully, who, who's just going to be sitting there going, "These guys don't know shit." And it's yeah. true, we don't know shit about Chinese names. We don't know anything. That's yeah. the whole. Thing. I'm just saying, <laughs> we're just guys being dudes. <laughs> that's, that's I'm just true. saying, normally you say the name, you say president or prime. You get it? Minister. You get it? You get you on board? <laughs> you say president or prime minister, then the fucking surname. Right? Oh, I didn't realize we were being so prescriptive about this. Well, I'm just saying that's what people normally do, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You say President Obama, not President Barack. Mm. So shouldn't it be President I call I call him King? Barack because anyway, we're, 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 we're friends. We are close, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, he's yeah. a friend of the podcast. Yeah, he's a friend of the pod. But what I'm saying is, is unless we get Trump out, right? America's about 16% of the emissions. Trump saying we're getting out of uh, Paris Climate Accord fucks things up a lot. Sets us back a lot. We're already way behind the fucking line if we want to have any chance. I mean, the Paris Accords were like a very sort of minor um, incremental change anyway. So the Correct. That, a lot yeah. of people say they're too optimistic and too slow. Yeah. But even at that, he pulled out. So ultimately, we need someone in. And this is why I say like, ultimately, okay, we can say Trump's funny. The Democrats are idiots. Hillary was a bad candidate. She may have done anything better. All this is true. But at the end of the day, for me, it's just a matter of fucking physics, not a matter of politics. Either we get someone in there who's going to physically cut these emissions and transform shit, which you could make a lot of money from. Yeah. Did you guys see how much Australia's going to spend on the new submarine project yesterday? Uh, I, 
happening? No. I saw Have it. a guess. Give I me a figure. It was something like on submarines. About three fifty. Did I do it? That was no, three hundred fifty like million. 50, that's that's 50 a bit. Fifty billion or something. Right? Two hundred. Two hundred and fifty-two billion. Yeah. To build and maintain submarines. Yeah. Fucking submarines. When was the last time we used a submarine? Yeah. Nineteen forty-five. Well, I mean, like this is one of the things that I kind of like when. Um, Abbott sunk a whole bunch of money into the Navy. It's one of the first things he did. And I think everybody kind of, you know, went a bit apeshit at him for that. But I was sort of slightly sympathetic because I was just like, if this means that we can protect our trade routes and be less reliant on the US military, I'm kind of all for it. You know, but how does it mean that though? What do you yeah, mean? Because we are reliant on the U.S. Navy to protect our trade routes through Southeast Asia. But well, what's going to so, happen in our trade routes? What do you mean? Give, give me the scenario. Piracy. Um, we could. But we need two hundred fifty-two billion dollars of submarines to fight off some Indonesian pirates. Uh, well, oh. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If, you no, and me I, with AKs could fight <laughs> off some Indonesian pirates. Yeah, no, they're a bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah, that's true. I mean, think about all the poor countries that have trade routes. Yeah. They, no, sp- but, but they, there's normally some sort of like bilateral military. Okay, but isn't this why we go into the fucking wars with America that cost us all this money so that they will actually help us with And something? I've said this before on this very podcast. They didn't even fucking have our back. The one time that we asked them for help, which was East Timor, not that I'm you know, for that either, mm-hmm. but the one time this country did ask America for help, they didn't even fucking have our back. And can I give you one other time? Yeah. So at the end of World War Two, Australia felt very fucking exposed because yeah. Japan had attacked us. Yeah. And like, you know, we sit here now and this is the thing, like it's such an interesting time to be a history teacher, right? Because yeah. like the expression is, you know, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And that's what I'm just seeing over and over again. Like Trump is... I'm going to get crucified for this, but Trump is Hitler because the reason Hitler got to power yeah. was because you had all these disaffected people in Germany who were held down because of the um, uh, Treaty of Versailles after World War One, yeah, which said you can't have an air force, you can only have a shitty little navy, you you um, owe us all this money, you're entirely to blame. Yeah. Now America's not in that situation, but their quality of living is dropping all the time their life expectancy is dropping all the time. And Trump came in and said, I'll fix it all. Mm. And the problem is immigrants and the problem is this, right? Same trick that Hitler used. Yep. And also he's using the same tricks Hitler used in the sense that Hitler was the um, vice chancellor. <laughs> yeah. Not the president and not the prime minister. So he expanded in a dodgy way, expanded the capacity of what the vice chancellor could do until mm. he was in charge of everything. Yeah. Right? So... I've gotten totally off topic. But what I was going to say was before about the second time America fucked us over was at the end of World War II, we felt very exposed because Japan had attacked us. Japan had kicked the shit out of Singapore, the Philippines, Vietnam, um, Burma, all these different places as they expanded and eventually oh, came through Papua New Guinea, which is where we fought them, right? And started attacking Australia. So at the end of World War II, we can look back now and go, oh, of course, that was the end of it. But at the time, people were like, fuck, what if Japan tries again? Or what if someone else tries again? We're in this huge country. We've got all this coastline. We've got a piddly little army. And who are we depending upon to have our back in World War II? Well, 
Yeah, I guess England, right? Yeah, yeah the British. Yeah. And what the fuck happened? The United Kingdoms of yeah. of the of the British Isles. Correct, but yeah. what the fuck happened? They were supposed to defend Singapore, and Singapore fell to like the Japanese. Singapore <laughs> fell to the Japanese in like four weeks. Mm. So what happened was it was revealed that the UK have no use to us. Basically, yeah, they couldn't stop Japan when we needed them to. Mm. <clears throat> so then we go. All right, now America's our new ally. And what did America have? How did they finish the war? With an atomic bomb, right? And that's a whole other debate, but that's how they did it. <laughs> mm. Then we said, we're fucked here. We have hardly any troops. We have all this area. We can't rely on UK anymore. Can we have an atomic bomb, please? What did America say? No. No. Because if America gives us the bomb, then they no longer have the advantage. So do, oh, you guys probably don't know about this, or maybe you do, I don't know, but... I didn't know until I started teaching it as a history teacher. But there were Australians contacting the Russians after World War II, even though America was our main ally, saying, can you give us information about how to build a bomb? That would be fucking sick. Right? And then America... (laughs) (laughs) The most ambitious crossover in history. Because even then we were like, fuck, okay, we thought England would help us, they didn't, and now we thought America would help us, and now they're not giving us the bomb, which is the one thing we clearly fucking need. In this documentary I show the kids, there's this old school Aussie guy going like, we need some kind of weapon which will allow one soldier to fend off a thousand. Because <laughs> it's true, right? We can't fight off, like just physics again, we can't fight off, we can't win a war if it's a thousand Hey, but, but we do have US nukes in Australia. Do we? Yeah, Pine Gap. Absolutely. Yeah, but that's for America's use. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah, but I mean like is... And when were those installed, uh, I mean, by the way? Is, isn't that like the shittest deal ever? You do, know? do you know when those were built or when there was, when, when did that I happen? think it would be around the year of what, like around like 1940. Pine Gap? So, so it was sorry. like 80s, wasn't it? 70s. It wasn't in the 40s because the, the, in the documentary, the guy was saying after World War oh, II, really? okay. we, we need something. But do you know this as well? We're the only country, well, hang on, it may have changed now. Either We're definitely the first, I don't know if we're the only, Country to nuke ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that yeah. I mean, because well, I, I think that uh, wasn't it like a, a big- French did it if you count like Muroa at all. Okay, is- well then we were the first. Well, maybe if we're not the only, but again, that's not mainland France, right? No. We bombed the outback with nukes. Yeah, mm-hmm. on Aboriginal land. Yeah, good footage though. Good video art piece. Sure, yeah. but um, but it was also responsible for the creation of the. Uh, the roads that sort of traverse the uh, the, uh, the 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 red center. Um, the the nuclear program was the reason that there were, that there are now like large roads like right. Sort of really, I don't know if that's that good a trade off. <laughs> <laughs> poison parts of our land forever for some roads. I mean, we probably would have built the roads eventually, right? I like no? roads. The roads are useful. But are they leading to and from a nuclear site? Because I remember I was in I was in England. <laughs> I was in England. I was in England, and uh, this would have been like 2005. And you know, I'd gone months without hearing any news uh, from Australia on like television or anything like that because they simply just do not care about what goes on in this country. Yeah. The only the only Australian media we they get over there is um neighbours yeah and home and away. And like, so I was watching TV one night and then it's like, and coming up next, we have former 
Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke, who thinks it's a good idea for the British to dump its nuclear waste in the outback of Australia. <laughs> so, Mr Hawke, <laughs> what do you think about this? Like, well, I just think that, you know, we've got a lot of land and nothing's going on with it. So, uh, yeah. Right. yeah, Which is fucked, right? But this is what I'm saying. <laughs> it was smashed, though. That's wait, the no, thing. Wait, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so close. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, yeah, he, he was completely... Which like, is fucked. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Maybe this is why. Because maybe he felt like, well, I've got to defend the country somehow. If we let the British, the British, right, bomb mm-hmm. Australia mm-hmm. with their nukes and test their nukes here then maybe that's a way to get them to eventually give us nukes. No, but what he was, suggesting, what was? What, what he was suggesting is that, that Australia should be a dumping ground for nuclear waste. The outback should. Because it's from nuclear power plants, not from... from nuclear non- power plants, yes. Right. Yeah, or, or anything, yeah. I'll have to check. I should know, but I'm not sure which Prime Minister approved. This was like 2005. Yeah, sorry. What I was going to yes, but I don't, like, I don't. I don't remember which prime minister approved Australia nuking itself. Uh, if it was that was that happened in the fifties, so yeah. w- it would have been Menzies. Yeah, maybe we should. We need like a um, Joe well, Rogan's got Jamie. We need like a Jamie. I can be Jamie. I just need to find. Is that my phone? No, that's your phone. No, that's my phone. Where's my, my phone? Where's my? New, I've got a new phone, and I've forgotten What's what that it looks you? like. Is that a phone? Right behind you? No, that's that's Alex's. Phone. Anyway, fellas. That anyway, yeah. Anyway, that, was some anyway, Aussie fellas, fellas. That that concludes our discussion about the uh, lockouts. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. How the fuck are we jumping around here? All right, here's my question. Why have you guys got me on the podcast? What is it? What do you want to know? Do you mind if I open? I know we need to keep the sound out, but it's a little hot in here. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just whack that door yeah, open. There we go. Hello. All right. So why have you got me on the podcast, fellas? What do you? Uh, what do you want to know? What can I help you with? You're not supposed to break kayfabe like this, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. look, look. I think, I think, I think we, um, I think we want to sort of talk a little bit about, and like maybe the, the lockouts uh, were going to be a kind of a segue into that, rather than being into Australia's into nuclear. nuclear program. In World War Two. <laughs> but we have been fighting our own war for culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And apparently we. Won, have we? Oh my we god! Lost the battle, we lost the war. This hey, guy, hey. this guy's really good at segways. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Hey, can, can I? Can I just say something? Um, oh, I just want to give a shout out to to my friend Morris, who accurately predicted mm. that the lockouts would be lifted when the light rail was finished. Oh, he said that three years ago, and look at what's happening. Well, we made it. What's the connection, though? The connection is that they wanted to close down the CBD. Well, like partly they wanted to close down the CBD so they can do construction without too many people. We would have partied with construction going on, wouldn't we? Oh, I mean, I he's he's right. He's picked so. it. But he's picked it. But yeah, I don't. Hey, I don't know. I think there are a whole bunch of nefarious, corrupt sort of circumstances. Can we add one more thing though? Is that the lockout laws are going to remain in King's Cross? Yeah. Which does not have the light rail, as far as I know. Yeah. Well, there you go. So why do they lock down King's Cross? Because they You're watching a theory Fall apart in real time (laughs) (laughs) I like the theory though And I like that I like that your mate Uh, Yeah he called it And I just think he I I think he deserves A uh, a shout out for that Because um, Yeah Well done Very astute Let's, let's let's give him a, a, a digital shout out, to Morris. Slap yeah. on the, the, yeah. the ass. Yeah, yeah. 
Whoa. He gets the holy money stamp of approval. Yeah. Yeah. As long with Australia's nuclear program. Yeah. So, so look, um, why do we have you on the show? Like, 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 yeah. like, what's up with that? I don't know. What's going on there? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, um, if I were to commandeer the situation for a little bit, I would say that uh, you're a, a musician and also. Um, I, I actually, well, sorry, not to cut you off too early, but. Just to clarify, I, I, I have no so musical difficult. training <laughs> and I can't read music. But if we're going to call rappers musicians, okay, sure. Oh, okay, okay. Well, look, I think I think maybe the lockouts were um, kind of a good segue into that, which uh, got incredibly derailed, and I blame both of you and not me. Um, but I think in the uh, in the sealed section of this podcast that was unfortunately not recorded, uh, we were discussing the idea of um, at what point it is appropriate for a person, whether they be a, uh, a a white guy rapping, or I think what, what was the example we provided? A Chinese person break dancing. Yeah. At what point is white it? At what point is it acceptable to sort of co-opt the language and um, uh, artistic traditions of another culture? You're asking me that. Yeah, that's that. You, you're uh, you're going to solve this for us right now. Well, um, let me put it this way. Uh, None of the uh, quite well-known acts I have, for example, been the opening act for, right? Ferramonch, Dizzy Rascal, Public Enemy, whoever, seem to have had a problem with a white guy rapping opening for them. And I think that's because, uh, partly because uh, I respect the culture and the art form uh, and try to well before you can my my process was before I was ever rapping I was listening to rap and the difference I find like let's say with Australian hip hop and American hip hop I remember early on people saying I like Australian hip hop because it's something I can relate to they're rapping about barbecues and I have barbecues right whereas for me I was always like I can't really get down with that because to me what's interesting about hip hop is I can't relate to it I'm learning something from it. I don't know what it's like to grow up in Brooklyn and be in Wu-Tang Clan. I don't know what it's like to be a drug dealer. I don't know what it's like to, you know, like it's, it's a, it's a, for me, it was like a sort of porthole into a different world. Like yeah. Chuck D from Public Enemy said, hip hop is CNN for black people. Yeah. So it's like news. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but words to that effect. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a view into a culture that's different from your own. And for me, what was interesting about it was here's a way I can learn about other people's experiences and not just African-American dudes in Compton. I like UK hip hop. Mm. I'm learning about England and what's happening over there. You know, like uh, France has got one of the biggest hip hop uh, markets in the world. French hip hop is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Right? I don't speak a lot of French. Mm. Um, en petit. Mm. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like it, th- that's what's cool about it is, and, 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 and that's why it's interesting art form for me because each, the whole point of it, right? All these sort of, um, I wrote an article about it once saying how hip-hop's like a religion. And one of the sort of tenets of the religion is in the expressions we have, right? So show and prove is one. So you can't just say shit and not be able to back it up. Mm. And that's why it's a religion because you, you can do that in your music, but you can do that in the rest of your life. 
And another one is keeping it real. So don't get up if you're from Australia, rapping an American accent, talking about doing drive-bys, if you didn't do that. And I've never done that, right? So I think if I had gotten up in front of Public Enemy when I opened for them at RSL Club in Newcastle, and I can tell you a good story about that sometime, but... Um, <laughs> that, is, that was a great sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great night. It was very weird. Flavor Flav is when exactly what you think he was. At the RSL in Newcastle. (laughs) It was like, I know the the NRL team is called the Knights, but it wasn't the Knights um, RSL club. I think it was Panthers, weirdly enough. Anyway, whatever. It It was the RSL club up there years ago. It happened. There's a poster of it. I was there. I'm saying if I got up and rapped in an American accent about shit that had nothing to do with me that wasn't me, they probably would have said some shit or they probably would have been like, no, we don't want this guy. I don't know if you... You know Ferramunch, right? Yeah. Do you know Ferramunch? You know I've met him right? before. Okay, so Ferramunch, yeah. right? Yeah, he's a cool guy, right? Yeah, right very cool guy. Yeah. So Evidence, the rapper Evidence yeah. said once in an interview, if aliens came to Earth mm. and wanted to um, meet the best hip-hop artists in the world, I would sh- show them Ferramunch. I'd, right? I'd agree with that. I reckon that song Queens off his first album yeah. is one of the best fucking songs he's I've ever heard. He's a genius. Level, right? yeah, he hasn't yeah. always been the most consistent throughout his career. Like he's, yeah, but he's but very he's good. When he's good, amazing. he's good. And he's a fucking amazing ghostwriter yeah. as well. He's yeah, ghostwritten. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would say Shakespeare, the original. <laughs> <laughs> I brought it back! Yeah. Yeah. I did it. I did it. Yeah. But like, so Ferramunch came out and I did a national tour with him. And then when he came back, he asked for me again to be the support act. Cool. Right. Which I take as a big compliment. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't think he would have done that if I got up and was some, to use their term, whack artist yeah. who was not keeping it real. Okay. You know I mean? so, so how do you, how do you, I mean, like, so, I mean, it just seems, it seems really fucking like pointless to even be having this conversation in 2019. But like, say for oh, instance, like, podcast everyone. Yeah, yeah, but like, say like, what's keeping it real? Is that the question? No, 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 no. I mean, like, how do you, like, you know, T.I. working with Iggy Azalea. Right. Like, she is like the definition. Of, like, she's some like white chick from Mullumbimby, <laughs> you know, who. Like if she wasn't like a well, she should be able to rap, but she should be rapping about life in Mullen Bimby, if you ask me. And that's yeah. why I've never been down with her shit because she raps. One of her songs is literally the chorus is "16 in the middle of Miami." Well, but that's like, that's true. Apparently, apparently she moved. Right, but the to accent's Miami. not true. No, the accent's fucking fake right. as shit. And then yeah, I would yeah. say to her, if I ever met her, which of your favorite rappers faked an accent? Yeah. Any of them? If none of them faked an accent, why do you feel the need yeah. to fake an accent? Yeah. Unless you, unless of course you're you're doing it as a joke, which she's not. But she's doing it for real. For real. <laughs> but is this is the thing, right? If you want to talk about predictions, I predicted early on that Iggy Azalea's life would collapse into a nightmare, and it appears to have done that. Are you getting some sort of level of like Schadenfreude from it? I don't want anyone to have a horrible life, but <laughs> she did. Well, actually, no. I do. Okay, I, I well, want, I want I everybody you, to have a horrible life. I, I don't know if you ever saw the interview with Iggy Azalea, but she was on Sway's show, and they asked her. They said, "Like Australia's got its own black people, right? Like, what about the Aboriginals?" And she said, "Did you do you know about this?" Uh, I don't. No, let, I don't. She said, um, "They like." The government gives them. Hang on, I'm 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 just throwing out these quotes as if oh, they're perfect man. quotes. Oh man. But this is how she represented her country. Like, she doesn't even fucking understand her own country. She said, uh, the government gives Aboriginal people housing and often they destroy it 
because they like sleeping under the stars. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my gosh, she right. sounds like the worst yeah. hippie I've ever met crossed with the worst racist I've ever yes. met. Yes, right? <laughs> but this is my point, is that like... She's she, from Mullumbimby. To, mm. to, from when I heard that... That's, that's pretty much the yeah. intersection of, of, of racism but and... fucking people uh, Mullumbimby should know. Neo-paganism. Yeah. Mullumbimby's not far from Byron. People in Byron have a vague idea of like, you know, Aboriginal culture. They at least... They at least pretend to. Yeah, they pretend to. But she would like... So, but my whole thing is like, the fact that she missed the fucking memo in her own country... Shows me that like she doesn't actually understand the most beautiful thing about hip hop, which is that it is this insight into other people's lives. This is in it's this honest form of music. Like one of the reasons I I like rapping, or you know, when I was rapping, I still like rapping, but I just don't do it so much because I teach and coach basketball six days a week. But what I'm saying is, what I like about it is it's one of the last places where you're pretty much uncensored. As a teacher, I got to watch what I say. I've written articles before as a, as a writer. I've got to watch what I say. If you work for a corporation, you've got to watch what you say. Like when you were calling up, was it Westpac? Yeah. When you're calling up for Westpac doing life insurance, you've got to watch what you say, right? Yeah. Your, your calls are probably recorded. Oh, they were all recorded. Yeah. Yeah, they, and there was, so, there was uh, uh, you know, guidelines you had to follow. Right. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. They don't want you to just say what you want to say. But for me, hip-hop was one of the last places where I, I feel like people can kind of say what they want to say. Now... There might nowadays be social media backlash, but that's generally only if you say some dumb shit. I, I would, to this day, put up any of my fucking songs. Anyone can go through the lyrics and I can explain the shit. Like, bring some up if you want. I can explain the shit. We should actually do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am a white guy from the eastern suburbs of Sydney who went to a private school. Yeah. Cool. I never said that I fucking wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, when I started rapping, like, there were comments and shit going, oh, this guy's a fucking white guy from Eastern Sydney. Why yeah. doesn't he pretend to be from Mount Druid? Well, <laughs> never, never said the shit. Yeah. Now, the question is, <laughs> is it wrong for me to say yo? Is that me pretending to be from somewhere else? Oh, well, that brings us back to, right? the, yeah. well, that, that brings us yeah. back to the deleted portion of this yeah. show. Um, sure. But, like, in the 1970s or whatever, maybe it was, but we live in a globalised world now. People all over the world are into hip-hop. Chinese people are breakdancing. Germany has a huge... <laughs> nice callback as right? well. Germany has a massive hip-hop scene and yeah. a massive reggae scene and they're not fucking Jamaican. So uh, yeah. the, the question is like, are we... I don't know, hip-hop is so far-reaching now and in so... I hear old white teachers at the school where I teach at say, ah, all good. They don't say good, they say all good. Yeah. Right? So I wonder how much of this influence has, has seeped in whether they know it or not that we all have a sort of more global yeah, vocabulary. Yeah, I am. Um, what I, I think that like, look, if we're going to talk about like using hip hop as an example, because everybody's talking about appropriation of hip hop and blah 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 blah. Like you know, for instance, Q-Tip schooling Iggy Azalea on Twitter that time about like, no, actually this 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 and this. You know, completely. Well, so yeah, hang on, but there is a slight subtlety to that. That what happened there, right? What he was saying was... I agreed with everything he said, too. Yeah, yeah, but hang yeah, on. Yeah. Just for the listener who may not know about that yeah. situation, right? Yeah. Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest jumped fucking, in. We, we, like, I think he should be a co-host. Well, he is right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, thank you for all the comments. Yeah. So Q-Tip from Tribe Called Quest jumped in when Iggy Azalea was... When basically she was getting schooled about various different issues. And, but basically the problem was people were saying, hang on a second. Iggy Azalea, you make money from black culture, mm. right? But when it came to do you support Black Lives Matter, do you support, are you going to fucking speak up for black people? She was like, not my thing, not my problem. 
And Q-Tip was kind of saying, well, hang on. Like, don't you feel like you should be concerned about that considering that, like, your whole fucking life is about hip-hop, your whole career, your whole art form was created by black people, like, all this kind of thing. Like, how can you just switch off and feel disconnected when it comes to you having to sacrifice something or put in an effort and maybe get slightly outside of your comfort zone. Like, would it be that hard for Iggy Azalea to talk to some Aboriginal people and find out that they don't all destroy government houses because they want to sleep under the fucking stars? It's like, obvious she doesn't want to... There's Aboriginal judges, there's Aboriginal whatever. It's obvious Th- she doesn't like, want to do that, though. I know, but but, but, yeah. but but that comes back to white privilege is, is the aspect of like, well... I'm just going to take the good parts and fuck fuck the difficult parts. It's, it's of no interest to me. Like, is that white privilege or is that her just being a fucking like horrible bitch? It's both, my it's friend. It's both. Yeah, okay. it's, part, it's the reason why. She, <laughs> it's the reason why she's the horrible bitch. Like, it's the same reason why Trump is such a fuckwit to everyone because no one has punched that fucking dude in the face and and let him know you can't get away with shit. He's gone his whole life without an ass kicking, mm. and that's been his privilege because no one wanted to kick the ass of a of a billionaire's son because you know what would happen to you Corporate. and he probably had a bodyguard next to him most of his life right so that's why he's the horrible prick that he is is because he's never really had to face the consequences of his actions now he's got the secret service so he still feels untouchable mm. so those kind of people you can when you, you meet a motherfucker in life who you know I has know never I've been met checked, them before right? I've met them before right believe and me like, yeah. I feel like Trump would not be the kind of person he is if he'd taken a few ass kickings and mm. actually had to realise you can't just say racist shit about Mexicans and walk off into the sunset if you said some shit and walked outside and some Mexicans jumped you you may not get up on stage the next night and spurt that shit off again I suppose Do you that, know what I mean like it's, it's the things are connected oh uh, yeah and I mean this is a sort of tale as old as time in terms of like you know uh, sort of racist dog whistle politics you know like you've got all these people sort of voting for you know in Australia voting for kind of political candidates who aren't exactly uh, pro-immigration, putting it mildly, um, you know, and they live in areas of the country which have virtually no immigrants, Mm. you know, no Aboriginal people, and they never will, you know, and, yeah. My uncle's, uh, my now, uh, my uncle passed away last year, his wife um, lives in a remote part of Western Australia, and I see her putting up uh, One Nation memes on Facebook talking about ban the burqa and all this shit like you've never fucking seen a burqa you've never met a Muslim person like and that's yeah. you know it comes back to the whole thing of fear of the unknown yeah anyway we're getting way off Iggy Azalea here but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, I, no, but I think it does come back to what you're saying before like like I don't think that you as a white guy uh, rapping mm. is what what is, is in any way offensive you're you're essentially participating in like a cultural tradition and you know an art form i could do it offensively but you could and yeah. that's and that's the difference um, the way to do it offensively is to say i don't like is to miss the whole point of hip-hop i think and is to not be interested in the fact that there's humans expressing themselves because too many people i think they're into hip-hop because it's just like oh i like this song in the club I want to make a song that makes people bob their head in the club. Mm. So, okay, but you've only heard 8% of fucking hip-hop. Listen to what Tupac is saying. Listen to what Biggie is saying. Read about their lives. Understand, like, read about Public Enemy. Like, you know, understand that it's, the music is part of a struggle and, like, what it's supposed to do, I think, is create a little bit of fucking empathy. It's meant to be entertaining, but but it's meant... what's wrong with somebody being a, just a, Casual. Just a club rapper? No, no, no. I'm not talking about just being a club rapper, but like, what's wrong with somebody just 
consuming hip hop in that way, you know, in that sort of casual, you know, no, 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 but but that's separate from like, uh, producing hip hop as a white person in an exploitative way. Yeah, of course. But I mean, like, I think the reason why Iggy Azalea's career is over I mean, she has no story to tell. Well, like her story is a very sort of and shallow one. Yes, correct. It, like it, it's actually funny because I think she's definitely an example of this sort of person um, that sort of existed at the beginning of this decade and at the end of the last one. They sort of came out of the Paris Hilton sort of famous for being famous thing which was kind of something which like Paris Hilton sort of was credited uh, as inventing yeah Yeah, starting and she sort of came out of that like this sort of vain kind of horrible materialistic girl you know who like puts on this horrible glitzy American accent and she was famous for being a billionaire's daughter really no no I'm talking about uh, Iggy Azalea came right. out of that sort of thing yeah. and I think now you're getting to people like I sent Alex this video which I 100% when I sent it to I just thought he's definitely not going to watch this I never watch any YouTube uh, links that Jasper sends me just, just to be clear <laughs> just as a blanket rule just no but it was like it was a PewDiePie video which I don't normally watch PewDiePie but I do find him funny I'll just fucking confess right now but he, wrote, he, he did this video it was like the Dr. Phil thing <laughs> <laughs> it was a Dr. Phil thing and it was about these like these two Zuma YouTubers who like one of them refuses to speak to his mum because she's not relevant enough to her. <laughs> you know so he's like on this whole sort of clout thing yeah who doesn't talk to his own mother she has enough followers she, she doesn't have enough followers she's not relevant she's not grinding and honestly that, that kid sounds like a fucking king I'm well, yeah, done with we're, that we're losing a generation to the internet potentially or we're losing a lot of people to the internet a lot, a lot of people have convinced themselves the internet is reality and those people are and it is in, and, law, and law, Lawnmower Man was a documentary and I'm ready to, I'm ready man you know like see you guys but if the, <laughs> right. if your YouTube account or your Twitter account if you come to believe that's reality then what happens when that's deleted oh well then I just yeah, I just, I just, I just reconstitute myself into you know Gorgonzola. So look, the last thing that I really want to bring up, and actually, I think it's kind of funny that I'm doing this because have any of us here at this point uh, watched uh, The Irishman by Martin Scorsese? Not yet. My parents did. They said it was a bit long and a bit. Uh Con, uh, not contrived what was the word my dad used they didn't enjoy it but you know they didn't like Requiem for a Dream either yeah because yeah. my dad was like oh it's depressing it's about druggies I'm like dad I think you've missed the point <laughs> have you have you watched it I have not no. it's three and a half hours though right yeah yeah yeah. No, I'm, that worries I, me a little I'm definitely well yeah no I, I, I do I do like a nice tight 90 like I think that I think that films- like I like a blowjob I don't need a four hour blowjob <laughs> right? like, I, I I like I, I like Ben Hur how long is that? Three. It's, it's about three and a half, four. But okay, but with that aside, how many three and a half hour movies do, are you down with? And I think maybe the Ten Commandments is about that long as well. But apart from those, they, everything else can get fucked. I don't have time for that shit. Biblical epics or fuck off, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you may have noticed. I will watch the. the have Irishman. you seen it? No, I haven't. I haven't either. So, so this is like. This is Shall like we do the, running commentary. As this we, is <laughs> this is the worst possible fucking topic to bring up, which is why I, I've done it. And um, I think what's more 
I mean, like, I will, I will definitely watch the film. I'm a huge Scorsese fan. Uh, Taxi Driver is one of my favorite films. Um, shorter than three hours, though, by the way. Mm. Um, but I think what, what was really interesting about the release of The Irishman is uh, the fact that it was preceded by Scorsese making a very mild comment in the media about um, the Marvel movies was yes it? Yeah. yeah yeah. he said the Marvel superhero movies aren't really movies or they aren't art what did he say well I mean something like that right they aren't cinema I believe was they aren't the cinema they aren't cinema it, 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 it was it was a throwaway comment within like a much larger interview I don't think that he actually sort of had any sort of major issue with them he was just essentially trying to point out that you know a, a, a thing that is essentially being crafted as a as a comic book series his you know? fucking movies are superhero movies though they're not comic book movies but come on what's Taxi Driver okay isn't it come on think about it oh, what's I the did, difference I between did. Taxi Driver and Batman it's still some fucking guy standing up against the you bring this the guy street. onto our fucking podcast let's go through his fucking movies then I'm gonna stand I can back this shit king up king of comedy I don't I haven't seen that anti-hero maybe Hang on, let's start with Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, what's the story of Taxi Driver? It's a, a regular schmo who drives a taxi who stands up against what he views to be the bad guys and defeats them with violence. That is so not what Taxi Driver is about. <laughs> Casino. Oh, yeah, that is, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Casino might be mainly about the villain, but it tries to make you feel like the villain is the hero, which is not Hang really on, different. But there is no, there is no villain and there is no hero. They're all villains. Yeah, they're and all. they're all heroes. Taxi Driver is a film, and, like, we can, we can bring this back to uh, Joker, but we don't need to because we've already done that on this podcast before. But Taxi Driver is a film about a guy who's... Um, uh, alienation from society uh, rather than being um, let's say refracted towards his fellow taxi drivers in the form of some kind of collective bargaining or some kind of union or some kind of cooperation with his fellow people uh, is through uh, capitalism um, um, forced him into uh, just adopting a kind of violent nihilism and it is actually a wonderful metaphor for a lot of the worst people on earth that we've seen um, do unspeakable acts over the past couple of decades, including like the incels and everything. I mean, like he was, in some ways, Travis Bickle was like the original incel. But anyway, so you know, I'm going to disagree with you strongly there. But would you say there's a big difference between Taxi Driver and the new Joker film? Or are you saying the new Joker film is unlike the other superhero movies? Because to me, those two are very similar. No, they, no, they are very similar. Right. But also the jo- new Joker film is not, is not like the... It's not a superhero. Yeah, it's not a superhero. But also, it's, it's, like it's, it's, not, it's not in the same, uh, it's not in the same okay. genre. But in, as- the, but in the sense that the main characters of Scorsese's movies are regular people who do incredible superhuman things... But isn't that but isn't that any fucking film? I mean, like no, it's not. No, I mean, Sleepless in Seattle. Like, like you know, like they they manage to uh, meet and fuck and have a really good time without it getting complicated. That's actually kind of a superhuman feat when you think about it. Uh, That happens, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that I think there's other films where 
No, the people aren't necessarily like, yeah, it's going to be interesting films. Something of interest has to happen, but it's not always like I saw a good movie recently called uh, Marriage Story. Do you know that movie? I've been meaning to watch that movie. I, I, yeah. really, I really enjoyed it. Was it. Good? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I saw it with my girlfriend after we had been uh, having a somewhat turbulent day and it was the perfect <laughs> fucking movie to see because basically the story of that movie is relationships are turbulent and damn near impossible and two decent people are also both the villains but also both the victims and relationships like basically it's the story of two people getting married and divorced mm. sorry spoiler alert that happens pretty fucking early on in the movie but that's yeah. the, the gist of it fuck sorry guys that's, the way, that's the, most, the way it's sold which happens yeah. in 60% of marriages these days right yes or is it 40% whatever it is a large percentage of marriages end in divorce they should just make divorce illegal again yeah so there was nothing su- yeah. my point is there was nothing really superhuman happening in the film so yeah. to put to your point that all movies are that um, I don't know I would say that all movies are superhero movies. Except for like... Okay, well, the Scorsese's movies are superhero movies. Except maybe like, I don't know, like like a like a Tarkovsky film that just like focuses on, you know, a sort of three-hour period of uh, alienation. But I think but, but I think for the most part, yeah. Um, this, the structure of a conventional narrative, regardless of how it is filmed, ultimately conveys a certain kind of... Um, uh, power upon the protagonist that, for the most part, doesn't exist in real life. So doesn't it though? No, I don't. think Really, so. there's not su- really superhuman people in real life. Because I told feel, you before, you I'm into s- boxing. And you should watch. Some, <laughs> you should watch what some fucking boxers do, bro. They I'm are. into football, and I can vouch that. There you right. go. There <laughs> are superhumans who walk among us in many different forms. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just falling apart. Before I was going to say shout out. Um, I don't mean to destruct, <laughs> yeah. deconstruct everything you say, but I'm just saying, I think in reality there are superheroes. Yeah. Shout out John J. Shelby for that goal for Newcastle last night. There we go. <laughs> Shout out William Shakespeare, the original, original. white rapper. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't even laugh at my own joke there. That's terrible. Uh, anyway. Um, well, a lot of people who say Shakespeare ripped other people off as well. Yeah, well, just, John Green, just like Eminem. Correct. So... Yeah, that, but who did they rip off? There, there, there's a valid cultural point that we just made. Like, we're going in circles. <laughs> Look, we're getting off topic. The point is, Scorsese pointed out validly, in my opinion, that a um, a serialized sort of comic book narrative uh, is not a direct equivalent to a singular piece of cinema. And you can you can argue with him whether one is better than the other. Like I, I don't really give a shit to be honest. Like I, I've enjoyed a lot of Marvel movies, um, but I, I don't think he's wrong in suggesting that. And I don't think that he was also ultimately, especially since it was a throwaway comment, uh, dismissing the value or the impact that said movies have had on lots of lots and lots of people he was just he was just saying you know i think it was interpreted as him saying uh, superhero films are not real art whereas meaning what he makes is real art which kind of comes back to real hip-hop quote-unquote real hip-hop versus other hip-hop right who gets to say okay but you're taking the side of the club rapper now in the, the Marvel movie being the club rapper. Oh, well, club, yeah, yeah, I'm but, back on board with Jasper now. No, no, but wait a second. I never said that club rapper music is bad. I'm just saying people who think that hip-hop starts and ends 
with club rapper music, the same way people who think films start and end with the Marvel series yeah. are missing the fuck out because they're not very curious. Well, that's that's definitely There's true. Me- I mean, like to me, it just seems so obvious with the Scorsese thing. It's just like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, Marvel movies are like mass produced, like fucking uh, corporate horseshit propaganda. But, but, and, but and how was Ben Hur not though? This is what I'm saying though. Isn't it the because same structure? Because Ben Hur is to me the first time I watched Ben Hur. Bit of bit, the story bit, of a man who leads a slave revolution, correct? Yes, but okay. but 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 but. But in a superhuman way. For me, for me, like the way Jasper, that I, Jasper I, was setting you up. I was He's personally touched. I told you I said traps. No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the, for me, like the first time I saw Ben Hur was at the State Theatre when I was about 15 years old, and they they had a screening of it at the State Theatre with an orchestra. Right? Fuck. Yeah, it was incredible. And like to anybody who's listening to this podcast who's never been to the State Theatre in Sydney, it's one of the most beautiful. Regal, regal, old, old-timey. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And, like, I've, I haven't been in many places more beautiful than that. And, like, to see a movie like that there was just mind-blowing and it really fucking turned something on with me and I fucking just... You had a boner. Wait, 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 wait. You were setting up a trap and you have yet to spring it. What the fuck? My trap was, he said earlier he liked Ben-Hur, but then he was saying that superhero movies... I didn't. No, 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 no. No, I was saying Marvel movies are. What's the distinction between Marvel movies and other superhero movies? I don't know. I don't watch Marvel (laughs) movies. I I know that they are all owned by Disney and they are all kind of. Well, actually, some of them are owned by Warner Brothers. Like so does the, Disney own DC? Who's who owns? No, that, that's Warner Brothers. That's Warner Brothers. Right. Um, look, uh, I think. Have, look, I have still yet to ultimately proceed to my to my point in this in this discussion, um, and that is that I don't. I, I think that fundamentally, whether you want to, you know, uh, nitpicks uh, Scorsese's uh, throwaway comment. Um, it's ultimately pretty inoffensive. I don't think he was dismissing the validity of or emotional impact of certain superhero movies. He was just pointing out that, you know, it's a serialized uh, um, a front for a, you know, a large commercial property. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, like that, that, that can resonate, that can't, but it is what it is. Yeah. And that's all he was saying. And, and the response since then... Yeah, but everything's blown out of proportion these days, right? Everyone takes it. And this is like what we were saying the other day, like when we were talking about um, the US election and, um, and you know, we were talking about posting and, and I was like, yeah, but like fucking posting 80%, per- 80% of people or more than don't post about politics online. They're not on Twitter. And then yeah, no, most people, most people are just fucking living their lives. But I mean, if, but if you, yeah, exactly. So to think that Twitter is some sort of like actual barometer of society. Like, He's going to start ranting about Twitter again. No, no. But I'm, when I say Twitter, what I mean is like the internet at large. And it's like to think that it's a, an actual barometer of society is it's, it's disingenuous. It's not, Correct, because it's like, well, most people just don't care. I mean, like Scorsese, most people would agree with Scorsese on that. But also a lot of people watch the Marvel movies and you know what? That's not the thing that's going to fucking like kill the world, you know? 
<laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm what saying? Let me kill the world. Well, I mean, like, it's not the end of the world that, you know... That people enjoy Marvel movies. That people enjoy Marvel well, that's movies. The, that's and another it, argument. It's, right? it's not like, the end of the world that fucking Martin Scorsese doesn't like Marvel movies. And it's... But, and, but if you looked at, you know, the response to uh, what Martin Scorsese said... Yeah, you'd think he. You would think smashed that, the baby's head on the ground. Exactly, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But uh, yeah, who really? If, if people are going to the cinema for that experience, who? I mean, it's, it, it's just does the baby have bad vibes? You know, I mean. <laughs> Can we talk about the end of the world or should we go back to the Scott Morrison's? Well, we always end up going back to climate change, and um, you know, sometimes I think. I, I I don't know who's listening to this show right now, but but maybe that maybe it's just a guy, just a simple guy, right? Who's um, uh, what's the what's the autonomous uh, vacuum cleaner thing called? Room, Roomba. A Roomba. So like, he's fucking trying to kick his Roomba away <laughs> away from his TV stand, while he um, you know he he he's trying to like wipe down his kitchen counters and. You know, he's he, he he's just trying to find something good in the world. He's trying to he's trying to feel good because he's got he's got bills racking up, right? He's he, he's approached his early thirties and he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't know what impact he's supposed to make on the world. He's uh, he's oh, he's uh, he, he he's just he's he's, he's trying to. Um, Can you give this guy a name? <laughs> it sounds like me listening to Guardian Football Week. <laughs> a guy named Jasper. Okay, yeah, but sorry, sorry, where, where are we going with this? So there's a guy. There's a guy. There's a guy. There's and he a... doesn't care about climate change? Or? Oh, no, no, he cares about climate change. Okay. Like, he's, you he know, he's, know what to do. He's, he's a good fella. He's a good fella. You know, like, he's. He, um, he, he pays his bills. He. Um, he. He uh, his toilet. He doesn't ask. Um, he doesn't ask Alexandria Casio Cortez for feet pics on Twitter. Like, like he's 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 sensible. <laughs> he's he's well behaved, and he just wants to hear something nice. So if he's tuning in to the Holy Money podcast, um, he can he can go back to episodes where we mention the fact that the world is dying. Yeah, but I, I would uh, like. But what, you know what? Uh, yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should can, just. Maybe we should just give him something nice, you know. Well, I, I would like. Let's we, can get, run, let's, we can run through it real quick because I'm. I, I'm passionate I, about this issue. I would issue really also. like to hear what Zanon's got to say about it because, like, I just thought we could just do like, do like a song, you know, like, <laughs> like, like we just finish up, like. Well, we can start on that. I have a song about climate change, but here's the thing. Oh, it, oh, it came, oh, oh! It came out on my album in 2000. And, yeah, that came out in 2007. All right, that's our closing. That's our yeah. closing. And I can give you the song if you want to play yeah, yeah. out the song. It's called Inheritance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's my greatest song, mind you, but it's a pretty fucking uh, poignant song in the sense that, weirdly enough, the lyrics have popped back into my head recently and I'm like, fuck. God damn, I was on the money. This is what's happening. Yeah. It starts with like uh, a new day dawned and it still ain't rained and some say the planet Earth still ain't changed. Uh, fuck, it's been so long since I've thought of it. Um, something about summers and rains that don't stop we'll until, the, until the ter- until the whole town's under. Whatever. But my point is, I released this shit in two thousand seven. Yeah. 
it's 2020 almost. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's like you hear, uh, I don't know, I still just hear people say, well, you know, you can't expect a switch to coal tomorrow. This conversation didn't start yesterday. Yeah. It started a long time ago. My only thing, look, we don't have to dwell on this topic, although I feel like it's the topic. And often the feeling I I have of late, especially this year, for the first time this year, I had um, pretty strong anxiety attacks. I've never had any of that before. Um, And in the weirdest of places, in a restaurant, um, I took my girlfriend to see uh, some stand-up at the Opera House and we went to this show at the Opera House and like I just just felt completely uneasy for an hour and a half and basically wanted to run out of the room. I've never felt anything like that before, right? Mm. And um, was it Hannah Gadsby, Nanette, by any chance? It wasn't. It was. Okay. It was. Uh, Fuck. Cancelled. <laughs> it was cancelled comedian uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh yeah, who's now been uncancelled somehow. But he actually talked about. We, well, we we deleted a whole part of a podcast about him. Right. Well, I guess we're going to delete this again. <laughs> so, I'm not going to say anything about as he's saying. Sorry yeah. this time. Yeah. But my point is, is that I think really at the base of all that was um, climate change concern. And actually it gets back to hip hop as well. Yeah. Because I listen to rappers now and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And most music, to be honest with you, like where is the fucking political music in this country? Where is it about any of the fucking things that are going on? I don't hear anything. And I don't know whether that's like Triple J controlling it. I oh, mean, it's definitely that. But that's weird because everyone claims that they're the lefties. I think even you said on the no. podcast, oh, they're so left-wing or something. No, right? no, 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 no. That was not me. That was not you? No, 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 no. I don't remember anything that we've... No, no, no I didn't say that. But isn't I, it weird that Triple J would be the non-political group? Are you saying that they... Triple, that, like, Triple J, I don't... Play, yeah, sorry. I don't think Triple J have... I mean, the ABC, uh, like, people call them the lefties. They're constantly criticised. Because we're so for, far right. <laughs> for, for, yeah, but, they're like, they're, they're actually, like, you know, centrist government bureaucrats, you know, essentially. You know, like, it, that's what it is. They, they've got card-carrying members of the LNP sitting on the board... Of the ABC, yeah. Scott Morrison put Ida Butrose on as the uh-huh. as yeah. the CEO. He yeah. handpicked her, and she one of the first things she came out and said was, "What happened to Larrikinism? This PC stuff's gone too far." Blah 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 blah. So yeah, and I think she's changing the direction a bit. Well, yeah, but even like before that, like the I mean, like say for instance, one of the things. I know it's slightly a little tiny bit off topic, but it's hip hop related and it's Triple J related. But like one of the things that always bothered me about Triple J was like they would refuse to play Cursor. Right. right. No matter how big he got. No yeah. matter how big he got, they refused because they found him crass. Yes. Because he was a he was unpalatable. A unpalatable for Bogan from Campbelltown who says the word bitch in yeah. relay you know, how horrible. But yet they will like push Kendrick Lamar and like all these like other black American artists who are also rapping about street the life. Exact yeah. same shit. Yeah. They're rapping about the exact same shit. Might not be as good, but, you know, like... It's definitely not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. That's yeah. the weird thing is that, like, Curse's yeah. popularity is kind of weird because he sucks. But what's interesting about him is, and for those who don't know Cursor, he's the ultimate lad. If you know yeah. what a lad is, he turned being a lad into a product. Yeah, and there right. are so many lads 
out there. Yeah, right, yeah. Now, our, our youth... Just like us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was never a lad, uh, I, but, like, I grew up with... I guess you pro- might be thinking of like the British kind of lad. Is that what you're yeah. thinking? We're talking about lads like bum bags, yeah, TN yeah, 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 like uh, you know, short shorts, short shorts. Yeah, they do graph. Yeah. They, yeah, that, yeah, that's the one that Alex is yeah, thinking. That's right. me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> no, no, but um, uh, where's your curse to say that? Like, but the fact that they would like you know that that is a huge huge subculture in Australian youth culture and has been frankly like since I was in high school which Mm -hmm. was like fucking 20 years ago now and like it's not going anywhere and Cursor was the voice of those people is the voice of those people and the national youth broadcaster refused to play his shit now I always in the way his music is political. Is that what you're saying? Because it I think that re- is reality. a political move yeah. by by deplatforming poor white people in Australia. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, except that they might play other music by poor white people that's just better music. No, but it's not like they. Well, for example, they made the. Um, Why did they play 360 and not? Cursor because 360 is clearly middle class. Yes, but you know, but they did make like the AB original album, album of the week. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because not to say those guys are poor, but I'm saying no, but 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 it is. I'm going to say it. It's virtue signaling in a way. It's the ABC ticking boxes. They have a thing on the Unearth website. Are you Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander when you when you upload music to the Unearth website? Why should that matter? Well, because they probably have a quota that they need exactly, to pay. Exactly, exactly. Right. So, Cursor is not Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. He is just poor white trash from yeah. Campbelltown, right? And they were like, nah, fuck it. We don't like him, right? But when another artist from overseas, whether they're a British artist or an American artist or whoever, is writing about the same shit, shit that they've dealt with on the streets in a hip-hop format, exactly like Cursor does, they'll play them. If it's popular. Is it possible, not to lampoon this, but I used to work there, right? Yeah. Is it possible that one bloke, or maybe two blokes, or a guy and a girl at Triple J who are in charge of selecting the music just don't like the sound of Cursor? Or are you saying that because he's so popular that should override their their opinion and they should go, well, we don't like it, but the people like it, so therefore we should play it? I'm saying that they had... Thousands and thousands of people call the station asking for Cursor to be played. But they have people calling for every band though, right? Yeah, but not as much as him. Not not in, in, in terms of like artists they never play. You know what I mean? There definitely would have been calls saying, why aren't you playing Cursor for sure? Yes, And as he got bigger lot. and bigger, I was like, that's weird. There were campaigns that. on the internet for Triple J to play Cursor and they just flat out refused to do it. It's like It's as if he fucking like killed somebody. Friends, Christmas is coming up. Um, maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you don't have anybody to connect to. Maybe the only social interaction that you have is through the uh, HR manager at your office sending a company-wide email uh, saying that the fridge is being cleaned at 4:30 p.m. on a Friday. And maybe, and maybe you wanna, maybe you wanna rock up there and just be a part of that fridge cleaning because it's it's the only joy that you get in your life you may have heard 
our um, our guest and my co-host having a big old argument just then. But just understand that we're all here to uh, come together and have a dialogue. And that's really what Christmas is all about. So next time you uh, go to your Christmas lunch with your family and you get into an argument with your uncle who starts telling you that the reason that Triple J isn't playing Cursor is because... <laughs> Is because uh, they don't support the is because Australian underclass. They don't support the Australian underclass. You can listen to this podcast. You know what? They didn't play my shit either, and I'm not the Australian underclass. Hey, but they played you more than Cursor. And you see that even even in they these did. situations, but they sold more records than me anyway. So yeah, exactly. That, so this is my point. You see how this is, right? Okay, but let me add this though: the fact that they didn't play him plays into the fact that he wasn't on the main fucking. Uh, so friends, you can see how this is. Hey, we're arguing here, guys. <laughs> friends, friends, you can see how this is going to go. The tur- the turkey's going to be carved up. <laughs> yeah, we're going way. We were way over. This is a two parter. You are. We're going deep. We're on to curse now. This will be hours of curse. Yeah, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna carve up that mint jelly, and I think that, um, I think that maybe when you get into this situation with your uncle <laughs> over Christmas, you should just turn to him and say, "You're a." fucking greasy thought and pass the gravy and I just I just I just want to kiss you all over I want to kiss you all over and that's how this episode's going to end thank you Zanon my pleasure <laughs> free, free cursor <laughs> yeah um yeah, I, hey, I don't get to ask my fucking climate change question. Uh, yeah, yeah, just go, real quick. No, 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 this episode is done. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, Can I, we end it on a sadder note, though? Can I, I, like, with just on climate change, do you guys have any hope? I love climate change. <laughs> uh, do I have any hope? Like, in terms of, like, how, yeah, how long uh, we got? Or uh, are we, uh, can uh, we get uh, out of it? Are we going to adapt? You, I, know what? I, you know what? I gave fucked. a very elegant closer to this episode. So instead, I'm just going to. I can, with, I can cut this into another part of instead, the Instead, I'm just going to fuck with you and say, <laughs> let's make it hot. And now this episode's going to close out with, it's getting hot, hot, hot. <laughs> what, you mean like feeling hot, hot? Yeah, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the song. Yeah. Um, but uh, to answer your question. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm a little hopeful, but it's very. Um, what, my, gi- what gives you the hope, though? Uh, tech. We're gonna tech our way out. Yeah, that's my only hope. That's my that's. But, but it's not it's not big hope. It's 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 right. li- it's like a thread. It's like I have as much hope in that happening as Arsenal winning the Premier League yeah, this season. All right, Thank you very Thanks, much. Guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Ha ha ha!